0: where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Big pick set out on top, but the ball is loose. And now they Louisville. get it to see that it's going to be Louisville in front. Oh.
1: I shook up the world. In BCS
0: Bowl terms, you guys shook up the world. <laughs> I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold I'm it. Pretty. Hold it. You're not that pretty. I'm a bad, bad, bad man. I shook fly, up the world.
2: Fly, First and fly, third, two. Fly. The 2-2 for the Swing and a miss. The cards. Welcome into another edition of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest running all ufl sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Ville. I'm Ethan Moore. He's Taylor Lynch. Zach Cantrell behind the glass. You know what we do at LSL, all things UFL football, basketball, and recruiting. You can take us with you on the ESPN Louisville app. Just uh, download that bad boy and then f- select 93.9 The Ville. Yep. And then you can take us wherever wherever you go. How about that? Pretty good setup. How about it? We are. Uh, we have a, a very intriguing show. For yes, you today. we do.
3: Uh,
2: we have a burner account coming on. <laughs> just it's just we're gonna we're gonna throw that out there. Well, this uh, is what
3: basketball season has done to us.
2: Exactly, it's coaching season. Um, Curry Hicks Sage will will join us at seven thirty, and his name is from an old umass gym where dr j once played
3: hey pack the have it, yeah, Let's you know,
2: go. You. so and he he is from the northeast and he kind of specializes in that uh that area but also has established a reputation to you know to kind of get some sources and and give us any kind of morsels of information as it relates to surf season so um, he's in the family lineage of Trilly Donovan who also okay. is spitting out facts. So um we're going to see what what Mr. Sage, Mr. Curry Hicks Sage. We're going to just call him Curry. Curry in the kitchen. Will. There we go. Cooking it up. Cooking it up. We'll see what he has for us at 7:30 <clears throat> in regards to, you know, the Louisville coaching job and you know on a Twitter space which I was talking with Taylor before we went on, I am not overly confident that I know how to work that. I'm really <laughs> aging myself in that situ- in, in this area, but uh-huh. I feel like we should do that at some point, just to kind of converse with people, allow people to share their thoughts, and then we we can share ours on a different platform than this. So I I do did that. I, I did my homework. I listened to Curry Sunday night, and you know the host of questions had to deal with. Metro Atlantic conference teams up in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. They talked about some some power jobs. Louisville was mentioned. He had he had a couple takes on that. But of course, we're going to go into a little bit more depth with Louisville, Kenny Payne, what is the national perception of that job, et cetera, and see what he has see what he has to, to say. And, you know, Louisville had a nice victory on Saturday, scoring 101 points in regulation. I know Taylor was very enthused that there were 80 <laughs> foul shots combined the game went what two hours and 46 minutes yeah the
3: game that would never end
2: it re- it really didn't didn't feel that way but louisville got a win and and i think it's important to remember too i mentioned this after we beat miami and, yeah and this is where we are as a program just take every game game by game mm-hmm. if they win it's great if they lose well that's what we've come to expect unfortunately yeah. And at the end of this season, there's going to be a change. And just because there's a couple of people that 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 feel like, no, it's not a done deal, that doesn't mean that he's going to get a year three. It just, right. It doesn't. And I get it. There's that that paranoia, you know, creeping in the back of your mind. Well, what if we win a couple more games? Lowell's going to win a few more games this year. I really, truly believe that. I don't think, T, I, you said... You don't feel like they're going to get double digits? No. Okay. I feel like they will. But overall, my whole point in this, my argument when when we're talking about, you know, is there any possibility about a year three? Let's just hypothetically say they win four more games in the regular season. That's 11-20. and 20. <laughs> That is still, that would be, I'll double check the record books, but at a brief overview... 11 and 20, and that you lose in the ACC tournament, you're 11 and 20, 21. That would be the second worst record in the last 50 years. There was a couple years, there was a year of 12 and 20, there was a year of 12 and 19. Those were two of Coach Crumb's last four years. And then, of course, the year Matt quit, Louisville went 13 and 19. Right. But those would still be better records if, if you give Louisville four more wins. <clears throat> Well, the last half of the season, they played better and they won. Okay, cool. But remember, at the beginning of the year, it was NCAA tournament or bust. If you win four more games and finish 11-20 and 20 in the regular season, that is the second worst record in the last 50 years, and that still deserves a firing.
3: And both of them have come under Kenny Payton.
2: Yes. So, <clears throat> Taylor, you're the math major. ha. <laughs> 11 plus 4 is 15. Mm -hmm. Let's just say 20 and 20. So if you go 15 and 48 over a two-year span, you tack on another one for the ACC tournament loss, 15 and 49, you're not saving your job. No. You're just not. That's not
3: worthy of a year three.
2: And I do feel, though, as though, like, Louisville, I'm confident that Louisville is going to win a few more games. Saturday night, they play Georgia Tech. And while they have beaten Duke and UNC in Atlanta, Louisville should be able to beat them. Now, could they lose? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The following week, we play Notre Dame. They're terrible at home. We should be able to win that game. I don't think Louisville wins any of the remaining road games, but then they close out the season in March with three straight home games. Boston College, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse. I mean, there's a chance that they can win one or two of those games. I don't think they would win all three, but there's a chance they could win one or two of those three. So, I'm always I'm operating under the assumption that Louisville is going to win a few more games, but at the end of the day, it's not
4: going to matter. I think they could still end up winning 11. I think four more wins are possible. I mean, yeah. outside of let's be honest, outside of at Duke, what on their schedule is an automatic they can't win that game like maybe at bc Pitt. i'm not even at pit well Pitt's terrible yeah so I, I would probably agree with that um but i mean it's doable if you're you're talking about you can beat syracuse at home you can beat virginia tech at home you can beat boston college at home we're Talking about playing Jim Bayheim less Syracuse. We're talking mm-hmm. about playing Virginia Tech. Remember, they gave him a battle on the road, and I know that's not the standard anymore, but you give him a battle on the road, theoretically you should be able to play better at home. And then Boston College, they're up and down. So on this schedule, Louisville could win four more games, and if they get to 11, that's almost tripling their win total, but at the same time, that's not good enough. I, I think Louisville fans are smart enough at this point to realize the – KP era is over. Let's just enjoy these wins for what they are. Yeah. Let's, let's let the young players play. Let's see what they got for next year. And you know what? If you, if Tyler Johnson continues to do what he's doing and BHH continues to do what he's doing, they're going to have some young guys that are going to be ready for the next head coach to inherit. And yeah. they, they'll they be better because they'll actually have some coaching.
2: Yeah. If Tyler and... Wow, what a sensational game he Dude, doing.
3: I'm telling you. If he and BHH can continue to play the way... That they played on Saturday night, then I think Louisville can beat Georgia Tech I think Louisville can beat Boston College at Boston College I think they can beat Pitt at Pitt I think they can beat Notre Dame I think they can beat Syracuse at home and I think they can beat b c at home but I don't think that's gonna happen
2: you think they could win at
3: Pitt I think if if Tylar and Brandon played the way they played Saturday yeah. night yeah. I don't. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see very. You wouldn't find very many games on the schedule the rest of the way that if they played that way consistently, and if you got a little bit out of Trey White, you don't have to have the twenty. The twenty nine or whatever. Him, by
4: the way, I. I don't know. Freshman of the year, and yeah. all of a sudden he's looked like he's never played organized basketball. before.
3: Now, if you can get a little bit out of him, and pair that with Trey or with Tyler and Brandon playing the way that they played, yeah, I think you can see Louisville getting to a double digit win total. The problem is they haven't done that all season, so why would we expect that to happen now? That would be silly. It's just like people that expect now because they beat Florida State that they're going to go on a run. What? We, what, what you have, there is zero data this season to support that. I mean, people thought the same thing was going to happen after they beat Miami and they lost six in a row.
4: We've never seen them do it back-to-back games. We've never seen them do no. it for a stretch. Like, okay, cool. You had a great showing against Florida State, but it's a one-off, and that's all that it should be looked at right now until they can do it on a more consistent basis.
2: And, and let's and let's be honest. If you really assess that Florida State game, Louisville won because you had not one, not two, you had three guys have career nights. Mm-hmm. You had the the ACC Rookie of the Week and Tyler Johnson, like you just mentioned, dropping twenty-seven and eleven to along with six rebounds. My man almost had a triple-double. BHH scores a career-high 29, and Curtis Williams was fantastic as well with a career-high 17. That is the reason Louisville won. And you give credit to those players, you give credit to the coaching staff because they got to win. Absolutely. Just like you would do the opposite if they look bad and when they got busted by Virginia and all the other teams that they've lost to We've given them grief because they deserve that as well. When they win, they get their flowers. But to your point, like, what is going on a run? I mean, yeah. So, you have have shown us in 24 road or neutral site games that you can win one of those. You have lost on the road to DePaul, which alone should be a fireable offense. You lost to them. And you've won one game on the road or neutral site over a year and a half. And you went to overtime against New Mexico State. And barely beat. And barely beat. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, too, kind of, you know, Zach mentioned it as well. It's one of those things where it's just, let's just take it game by game. And, you know, if Louisville, I I made good on my Florida State prediction.
3: You did. It was a little little, little shaky
4: there at the end. You want to call your shot again? (laughs) Who are they beating now?
3: He's already called it. He's already said
2: Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Anybody no, else? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna guarantee. You know what? I feel like this team could slip up and lose to Georgia Tech. I, I'm gonna call Notre Dame. Another okay, I'm calling Notre win. Dame too. Low- Notre Dame's slide. not great either. Notre Dame's not great, but Notre Dame knows
3: what they are. I was gonna say, if and yet, I think that's the yeah, difference between true. Notre Dame and Louisville. Like, Louisville has no idea who they are, and they just happen to put it together a couple of times. Notre Dame knows who they are and knows what they want to do they're just not very good at they it they just don't have the players and they don't do have that. the players to do it and mm-hmm. that's it that's the difference like yeah they have a system they have a scheme they know what they're trying to accomplish they're just not getting there and,
4: and they have a coach who's actually said if you're not good enough you won't play like, right he has some standards and he's been out there challenging his guys and all that kind of stuff i was waiting for ethan to have the courage to be like you know what they're winning at duke calling it exactly <laughs> no
2: sir no sir no I'm I'm going to call it again um let's take it to the bank guarantee win Notre Dame I think it's not maybe next week but the weekend it's the 21st yeah it's so, 21st yep so yeah Louisville will, will win then I feel like I'm I don't know this is with Georgia Tech it's hit or miss it is on the road if it was in Atlanta I definitely think Louisville would lose but I do think um since it's here and again there is talent on this roster. They're good players. Mm. And, you know, two of those freshmen, I mean, three, when you when you count Caleb Glenn coming into his own off the bench, um, you know, I think single-handedly he has gotten screwed more um, with officiating. I mean, yeah. the, the yeah. calls that he has gotten, and I think, too, in, in part when there's foul trouble and he's tasked with guarding a five-man, I mean, that's not... The best situation for him, but there's been several calls. There was one. Yeah, it's either third or fourth foul call against Florida State. He went straight up and like, come on, man.
4: Can we just say how poorly yeah. that game was officiated?
2: It was I'm terrible. sorry, 57 yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely fouls, absolutely terrible. Made yeah. that
4: an unwatchable second half. We're shooting 80 free throws because that's what everybody who watches a basketball game wants to see. Well, everybody a bunch tuned, of free throws.
3: Everybody tunes into a basketball game to watch it for the same amount of time that they watch an NFL game.
4: Everybody tunes in I, to watch the refs, obviously. I mean that was just putrid. We watched the,
3: we watched the game on Saturday, did the post game on Sunday.
4: Like no, the best right? the, yeah. the thing about it was the UK game started a half hour like at 8.40 40, yeah. Or something like that. And both games got done at the same time. Yeah. Like we were on the air doing the post game, and Learfield had just started doing the post game for yeah. Louisville. Because the Louisville game took an eternity. <clears throat> it it
1: was
2: ridiculous. Really did. It really did. Uh, and then, but two, um, you definitely you talk about. And I, I'm going to ask um, Curry this as well. <clears throat> in in what is he hearing with jobs potentially opening opening up in the ACC? Well, I can tell you from the Florida State perspective, they're already like, all right, Leonard Hamilton, you need to retire after this year. You give up 101 points <clears throat> in regulation to this Louisville team, and man, mm-hmm. like, dude. And so those fans are already kind of like, you know, In I went to a couple of the websites just to kind of see what they're talking about. And you should see, like, the title of the game stories. Florida State loses to Cellar Dweller Louisville. <laughs> Louisville, or, you know, Florida State loses <clears throat> at, you know, bottom feeder, ACC bottom feeder. And it's just like... How did it's we not, get here? <laughs> it's not wrong, but it's just when you see it from a different perspective, it just it hurts. It's like a it's like a another twist of the knife. Yeah, just step, step, step. But you know, at the end of the day, Louisville has nine more regular season games left. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if Louisville goes four and five. But again, I just want to you got you pump the brakes and just we got to relax. There's going to be a lot of moving and shaking going on this next six or seven weeks. Louisville's going to win some more games. That doesn't mean that because Louisville beats 500 or below teams that something has changed.
3: Do you think going back to Florida State and what they're going to do with Leonard Hamilton, do you think Leonard Hamilton will go down as one of the best to never win a national championship?
2: I mean, he's probably in the discussion. I don't know how how high up on the list
4: eh, he's never been to a final four either he's only been to the elite eight once and i realize it's florida state but he's a true. very good coach i would not call him an elite coach i mean
2: who, who are some other like i know gene katie's probably up there john yep. cheney yep you know yep. coaches like cheney's
4: probably the mm-hmm. best guy katie's up there matt painter has never even been to a final Four. Oh so yeah he's that's in that true conversation yep
2: who are who are a couple of coaches um, before we speak to to Curry uh, Hicksage on what he's hearing in search season? Speaking of, since it's the season is upon us, who are <laughs> who are like two coaches you guys have been surprised that you have not heard more from? One is TJO from me from Iowa State. Now, reportedly, he does have a pretty big buyout. Yeah. And then Nate
4: Oates. Gary Parish brought him up. Yep,
3: I've said it too, but he has a massive buyout as well.
4: Bob Huggins is another guy. Oh, Huggy Bear. Oh, Huggy. Yeah, it didn't end too well for him, but... No. no. Um,
2: There there might be another name too that I've just kind of like, I
4: wonder why. Like,
2: But those for me, those, the, those are the it's top. It's Nate Oats because of the buyout. Nate Oates
3: is, is the one for me that like, yeah, the buyout is massive and that's why. But,
4: oh man. do you see how many threes they shot the other night? Dude. In a regulation game, they're they won by like thirty. F-
3: they're fun. Yeah, they're fun to that watch. That is a
4: fun product, and Aren't year in year out, they're winning the SEC tournament. They're winning regular seasons. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were the one overall seed, and gave he it has up,
3: been but- the thorn in John Calipari's side since he got to Alabama.
4: I mentioned this
2: last week. I want to bring it up again because we're talking about potential coaches, etc. Mm-hmm. Where do you sit, Taylor, on Mick? Crum? Across from you. <laughs> Nice dad joke. Hey, uh, I can appreciate
3: I ain't doing, it. Hey, doing? I doing? Um, no, where do I sit on Mick Cronin? Um,
2: I mean, they're not having the best year. He has done better. I mean, as of late.
3: When he you- would be. He would be low on my list. Just because, like, do I think it would be cool? And probably a nice shot in the arm to the program to have a Patino disciple here to bring back that type of intensity on the sidelines because is it mind-numbing to watch Kenny Payne on the sideline? Yeah, absolutely. Would I like to see somebody that looks like they're literally going to have a stroke every time we bring the ball up the court? Yeah, that would be nice to see. But he's prickly when it comes to the media. And doing interviews and giving access. And we've already been down that road before. Um, Mac was a D-bag when it came to dealing with the media. So I don't know if you really want to go down that road again. Um, Because there's already... I mean, (sighs) Kenny is not the best at talking to people. And do you really want to... For for different reasons, I mean, Kenny's not prickly. Kenny just doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go down that road again? But again, it really matters. That that kind of stuff is not nearly as important as what you do on the on the court sure. and what the product looks like on the court. And UCLA has been up and down, and he did take him to a Final Four, but his overall tournament success is not really there. He made a couple of runs with Cincinnati, um, but they never did get to a Final Four. They
4: never got to an Elite Eight. They never got
3: to an Elite Eight. He never won a national championship. And I'm not saying you're going to get a head coach in here that's won a national championship unless you get Scott Drew, which is, you know, that's my guy. Um,
2: I don't know. You could make an argument for it, but... So does his his time at UCLA change at all for you, a Final Four and two (laughs) Sweet Sixteens?
3: I mean, yes, it's impressive. It's absolutely impressive. Uh, but then look at what the hell they're doing this year.
4: Yeah. What are they doing this year? They stink. They're 12-11. They're, 12 <sighs> they're and 11. barely above five hundred yeah. right now. Well, but they, they've kind of turned it around then because I, there was a time that they were just horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. He's,
2: he's won five of the last six. Yeah, yeah.
3: but, I mean, look at – this season is not going to be a very good barometer for exactly must who bust. the next head coach is going to be at Louisville because Must bust is an absolute mess down there right now. Um, he's yeah, run off the so. road. Jerome Tang – yeah, they they upset Kansas uh, again but they have not had a season that I think they expected to have so
2: and they lost their best player due to some controversial true decision, d- a decision made but by their school president
3: you're gonna have whoever the Louisville whoever the next head coach is there's going to be things to poke holes in sure with whomever they end up getting.
2: Uh, just a quick note. Louisville's next opponent after Syracuse's Georgia Tech. They are currently losing in Atlanta to Wake Forest, twenty to three.
4: Ooh, dang! Do you see what Clemson Halfway did against North first. Carolina? They yeah. were it was set like seventeen to four. Now it's twenty three to fourteen.
2: Take take North Carolina right now. A live bet. North North Sounds Carolina okay. will come back and win. Actually, I'm going to do that. I now. I think
4: Clemson's only beaten North Carolina at North Carolina like once. Yeah, ever. Yeah. If
3: I give you. North Carolina and or Duke to make a Final Four this year. Who are you picking? North Carolina. North Carolina.
4: Not even close. I think Duke's a sweet 16 team at best. Mm -hmm. I think North Carolina could win the whole thing. I don't think they will, but I think they can.
2: Four teams right now in the ACC, basically tournament teams. I think Clemson is still there. Virginia. Virginia's played extremely well. What, they won seven now in a row? Yeah. Yeah. They've certainly. Turned. They turned it on. Yeah.
4: And Miami yesterday scored less points and they played minutes. Dude, Six,
2: <laughs> sixty to thirty-eight. Wow. I mean, are not you even a point me? a minute.
4: They did. If the over under was a hundred, it still went under.
2: Wow. Yeah. I I thought about that one. That was that was like 131. Virginia basketball. S- Murder ball. Snooze, you lose. We <laughs>
4: talked about this on. Louis show like we gave like five teams if you pick these five and then the field who would you take to win the national title we had like UConn Purdue Kansas North Carolina and Houston and then the field would you take those five teams or would you take the field
3: I'd take those five teams
4: I'd
2: take those five
4: yeah absolutely right now Purdue would have the number one overall seat because their resume is actually better than UConn's I watched that UConn
3: team play St. John's
4: yeah (laughs) Right. That's a
3: that's a damn good basketball UConn's team. UConn's clinic, so clinical. In what yeah, they do. They really are. They that have, is a damn good team. They
4: could win it again. It hasn't happened since Florida for a team to win back to back. That would
3: be. They would be probably the most under the radar back to back national champions. They really
4: are. Like they're not getting a ton of national attention. Mm-mm. Not the way that you would expect for a team that is coming off winning the national title and they're number one again. Like it yeah. used to be they were nationwide celebrities and now you don't hear anything about them, which is surprising because ESPN is, you know, in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's something, it's something to kind of, you know, to look at, look for while, while, you know, closing out this basketball season. But like you, you I mean, how many conversations have you had or have you seen on social media? Like people are, are trying to assess a coach or a team on one like one game mm-hmm. instances like oh well they, they, this team just choked this loss away we can't have him as a coach it's yeah. one game yep. that happens you know what I mean so uh, you know for look just look at Virginia they look like they're headed towards the NIT and now Bennett's got them rolling.
4: That's the problem with doing coaching searches. You're psychoanalyzing every single game they exactly. play. Like we're you talking can't about, do that. You can't you do can't, that. You can't oh, Jerome Tang, well, he beat Kansas. That's great. But I mean they've lost eight times this year. Or, you know, Scott Drew, oh my God, they had a three game losing streak. Scott Drew's a national champion. Yeah. I think he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. let's just relax a little bit. You can't psychoanalyze every single game. You gotta look at the totality.
2: And then too, I mean, to your point, Taylor, as well, like there's not going to be a grand slam there's a couple home runs mm-hmm. of for hires that you can hit but you're going to have you know you're going to be able to poke holes in in it this is not a there's not a rick patino out there lurking no, right be like oh this is a grand slam by far and then remember though chris mack at that time was as close to a grand slam hire. oh yeah he, he got a's across the national pundit yeah a plus absolutely he was the hottest coach available at the time he turned down IU he turned down Ohio State
4: yeah thank you good we dodged one there
2: (laughs) it was the the non-search coaching search because everybody knew
4: and that's everybody
2: knew for me anyways while while we're in the middle of search season you're going to hear a lot of different names and let's just have fun with it yeah we don't want to have this one person boom narrow track that's who it is that's what burned us the last two times let's that's not true let's not do that let's let's have a true search interview process gary Parrish mentioned yesterday that there are you know big names that are angling for this and you know, rest assured there is a lot of moving and shaking going on behind the scenes louisville is and he said something too that I feel like we don't give our program enough credit for. He said Louisville is one of five or six jobs where that's like most coaches will be like, yeah, I'm going to consider going there. That's Mm -hmm. one of the, and there's only a few other, so if Louisville's one of those five or six programs, there's five or six other programs that Louisville couldn't pull their coach from.
3: Kentucky, Carolina, Duke, Kansas.
2: That's basically it. Maybe Indiana. Not anymore. maybe,
3: but not any. Yeah, not like it's te- like but you it's- could
4: get. I mean, you could get Mick Cronin from UCLA, like yeah. so, that, so. So, UCLA's you're about- not one of those jobs anymore. <clears throat> no, it's team up the road, North Carolina, Kansas, Duke. That's it. Is there another one?
2: May I don't think Louisville could pull Hurley at UConn? N- well, that's well more. yeah, yeah, but yes,
4: but like but that's not because it's UConn, that's because Dan Hurley is a. Perfect fit
2: there. Oh, absolutely. And so, so to his point, you know, there's there's only like five or six jobs where Louisville couldn't pull their coach from. I don't know what that is out of 363 Division One teams, but Louisville can get 95, percent, 96, 98 percent of the Mm coaching's. Now, there's other factors at play, obviously, with a you know the buyouts, etc. But still. You know, if you're looking at that, and I think we we don't really fully appreciate that from a national scope of like, hey, this is this is Louisville, yeah, and you can get a very good coach in here. Well,
3: we've lost some of that over the last couple yeah. of years. We've we lost our identity a little bit as a program and as a fan base over the last couple of years. We have because of the mediocrity that we've had to suffer through.
2: Yeah, and that, and that's a great way to put it. Do you think? I've thought about this a lot
3: over the last couple of weeks. Do you think that the Chris Mack era would have been different without COVID? Yes. Yeah. Do you think ultimately would have ended the same?
2: No. Oh no. No. Of I, him not I, being here. I think. I think right before, right before COVID shut it down, we were twenty-four and seven, number fourteen. I think you were a four or five seed in the ACC tournament. You were a projected four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. You would have made the tournament the following year with Carly Jones and David Johnson. You had the seven losses in part two because they kept having COVID pauses because they weren't you know they got they had more COVID situations than most other teams. Then the layoff was so long, mm-hmm. and you were the last team out. They would have been in the tournament, thus better recruiting, blah, 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 you know, go on and so on and so forth. Now, Matt could have just wanted to retire early anyways, but I, I still think he'd be the coach. I wonder how
3: much of it was COVID and how much of it was the pressure of the job. Or both. Both.
2: both. I, th- I think I think that, that only compounded it. hmm did. Well, we are pleased to bring on now a LSL first-timer. Curry Hicks-Sage joins us here on Louisville Sports Live on 93.9 The Ville. Mr. Sage, how are we doing, sir?
5: Well, so it's great to uh, great to make an appearance tonight. Love love talking search season, and I know you guys are in the thick of it. So happy to ha- be on, and thanks for having me.
2: Yes, sir. Well, we'll get we'll get into it. I'm going to ask you a lot about Louisville, Kenny Payne, and the ACC, but I want to start um, by something that. That was talked about um on your twitter space that i felt like you provided pretty good information and context in, and that is when ad's go with search firms so curry tell me like how important so if if louisville and josh heard elects to go with a search firm like at the end of the day who makes that decision and how does that how does the ad and that search firm really kind of work in tandem to get a decision done what what is the process behind the scenes there
5: so it kind of varies. It, think of it as as the headhunter right I mean I think there's a lot of talk about the search firms because they're a convenient thing to, to blame if it goes wrong <laughs> um, and if it goes right the search firm can say oh look we placed somebody here whatever the reality is you know the AD is responsible for the for the decision and at a place like Louisville, where there's so many eyeballs on it, and you guys are already talking about this, you know, six weeks in advance of it happening, I don't think you have to worry about the sinister influence of a search firm, whereas at smaller places where there are fewer eyeballs on it and kind of less sunlight, you know, um, kind of, you know, I always say like, sunlight's the best disinfectant. So if a lot of people are watching it, it's harder for a search firm to make a recommendation of a buddy or whatever or mm. some lousy retread or something that you know you're doing somebody a solid so the search firm the negative side of the search firm stuff tends to come up more at places that don't have rabid fan bases like yours that are monitoring you know where the what airplanes are coming out of what small <laughs> you know what I mean so and I but I will say what they can do and probably in this case will do if they elect to go with a firm I, I don't know what, what they're doing is uh they'll probably they manage a lot of the mechanics behind Closed doors because there might be public records requests, for instance, that because Louisville is a public school, right? Where you know uh, email traffic and what who said what kind of thing, so they'll take care of a lot of the you know just the nitty gritty. We'll meet you at this you know hotel, twenty-five minutes out of town, at this time. Come in the back door, you know. So it could be anything as granular and sort of uh, simple as that. And then you know there is, there and you know at the in, in some cases it is you know here. They have, they have relationships. So essentially, they're a relationship manager where they talk to agents, other ADs, um, and they can kind of gauge where guys are at in terms of their interest level because there's, there's just a time component, too. These things are usually done under tight, um, you know, tight time frames, and you got to kind of know who's definitively not interested, who not to waste our time on, et cetera, et cetera. But in your case, I have to think your AD, you know, this is kind of – this is his, his – handle and he's probably been grappling with it you know quite a bit in the in the for the last couple months which gives him all the more reason not to mess it up
2: yeah absolutely we're talking to curry hicks sage he is an expert on college basketball coaching searches hashtag search season and so curry my next question is man like what what have you heard nationally but first things first what is the national perspective on the louisville brand and then secondly of course what's the latest you're hearing regarding louisville um and could the coaches potentially interested in this spot should it open as we expect in march
5: yeah so to your first question i think the national perception of anywhere is a little bit in the eye of the beholder right i mean who who dictates that who sets that right because a lot of the the uh the answer to that question is kind of in who's is in who's answering it if that makes sense because i think people for a variety of reasons have a agenda to set it one way or the other right because for example if you're an asian representing a candidate or something you might want to say boy you know louisville's not not perceived as highly as, as you guys might think it is because that helps you know with negotiation so i always find those questions interesting i personally i was i was talking about this with somebody today and i said I think it's in the top 15 to 25 range in terms of top jobs. I think it's a very good job. It's not as good of a job as it was when you were just coming off a national title. I think the challenge with Louisville is that you have a tremendous fan base, which is, can be a great thing, but it's also in this, in the same sense as like there's certain programs like where the expectations are really, really high. And, I'm not going to talk about that other school down the road. But, <laughs> Thank, you. You, know, <laughs> Thank you. you. you guys have that. I think you probably know that. that and I love the state of Kentucky. I, lo- I you know, I, I have had a great time there and, and you know, I, I think both programs are, you um, have tremendous fan bases, but it, you know, you do have that dynamic in the backdrop and um, that's, that's a challenge. But look, Louisville basketball is your marquee sport. And it's, it's a city where you're the only game in town hoops wise and you have a great arena and you have people who are committed to to making it right. So obviously you should be, you know, in the tournament at a bare minimum, you know, I think three out of four years kind of thing, maybe, maybe three out of five, whatever. But, oh no, no. Curry,
2: you know, we're, we're like every year.
5: Yeah. I don't think, And to be clear, I don't really know that anybody's every year except Kansas. I mean, North Carolina didn't make the tournament last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, it that way but i understand it's it's reasonable to think that way um but yeah i think it's a i think it's a pretty good job and i think it's but it's not it's you know the expectations are very high so then the second part of your question is what have i heard there is that is that right yes sir so i there's a lot of murmurs going on and i and i should caveat with you know everybody's kind of in that agenda-advancing stage sure. of the process right now where, you know, they're leaking things strategically and they're, they're acting like it's, you know, the Pentagon, right? And it's a war. <laughs> and it's, You know, so you're in that phase where you have to kind of parse out what's real, what's not. The cons- and, and as you know from searches of, of the past, there's always surprises. Um, and that's kind of why I'm so drawn to this stuff. But I, I have heard there's a lot of musclemen talk. I mean, and look, I should note, your fan base and you guys, you know, you guys probably know far more about the specifics of your of your search than I do. And it's, it's never like there's that much to be known because they're not going to be coming out and, and sharing it. Mm-hmm. But what I have heard is that there's a lot of chatter around Muscleman. Um, and I think the three names I've heard the most are Muscleman, Beard and Tang, which is not to say that, you know, Mick Cronin doesn't enter the mix again. His name had come up early. Um but for Louisville, I think a lot of the challenge, I think a lot of the reason Musselman is probably coming up the most is because he has the cheapest buyout. And somebody on, I forget who covers Louisville, I was doing some research on this, has has chronicled this. So I, I apologize for not giving that person credit. But uh, he has the lowest buyout. He's never stayed anywhere, really, for more than like four or five years. So he's, And then he's probably, after kind of a tough year in Arkansas, looking for... Uh, you know, a soft landing. Now, I think Chris Beard, but, but the challenge for me, when I look at this job that I find very interesting is, you know, Louisville, the sense is that you guys want to go kind of clean here. Right. And in college basketball, as you know, you know, everybody, most people are a little bit tainted (laughs) and, you know, Beard is coming off of a pretty prominent, you know, domestic violence incident, not, you know, less than a year, basically a year ago. Um, Will Wade, who I think would be a very good candidate wherever he ends up, obviously was kind of at the center of that whole Adidas thing that, you know, implicated you guys and many, many others. So I think, like, one of the challenges for for your AD is is kind of figuring out, like, what, where, how comfortable are they with someone who's, you know, had, had a pass one way or the other. I mean, that's kind of how I see it.
2: Yeah, that, that's kind of the vibe that we're getting as well. And those are those are some of those names that uh, have certainly been mentioned with Louisville. And I think, by and large, Carnation would really be drawn to um, either of those three. But Taylor and I were just talking before we brought you on about, you know, this isn't like the search from uh, the early 2000s when Louisville landed Rick Pitino. And mm-hmm. He was the shining star. He was the person you were going to bring in. And there's basically, um, you know, he resurrected the program up the street. And he's, you know, he was in the NBA. That didn't work out. And this was the Grand Slam hire. Whoever Louisville gets is going to have, you know, their awards, and so that will be um, discussed ad nauseum. Uh, Curry, what is your advice for fans over the next few weeks? I said this before you came on. Like we're probably going to hear. Um, you know, some some random stories, some other names. Some are going to be, you know, hotter than others. What's your advice to fans over these next several weeks during search season as it relates to Louisville?
5: Stay calm. Don't chase every little story angle because there's going to be an information overflow. And there, remember, there are people. And I don't, I don't say this, you know, cynically. I'm just saying it as a reality. There are camps in this right and they're going to push out in strategic ways through various channels their agenda and what they and and, and what they're doing you know the, the way they use the press and the public is part of their goal of getting you know think of it as a, as a political campaign and all the the slinging and mudsling that goes on in that and so i think you know stay focused on what you guys want, which I presume is a winner, <laughs> yes. and yeah. someone who's, who's gonna who's gonna revitalize, you know, the fan base and get you winning again. And I would also say, and I know it's, it's hard advice because you guys have such a big fan base, but you know, you're, there's no doubt that public opinion plays a role here. So if you get a whiff of something going on that you feel like as a fan base is way out of whack, and, and, you know, it's like it's going to be a bad decision, I, I would make my voices heard respectfully, of course, no need to go over the line, but, you know, be mindful of that, and then I would also say don't discount, this is just my own personal bias, don't discount guys who've really killed it at, you know, lower levels, and I think the reality with, with you guys right now is that, as you said, there's not a Rick Patino here, so if if there's an ascendant guy who's killing it somewhere small and then he backs that up with a tournament run, give him a look, you know, don't, don't discount that reality. Um, and I think there's a lot of talented coaches out there who've never had Louisville resources. And so when you, when you look at who's what kind of contextualize it in with that as the, as the guiding, you know, shining as the shining light there, so to speak.
2: Yeah, well said there in terms of what fans need to do and kind of you know just take everything in over these last few weeks. Curry, what has been your take? And then the national vibe of how bad Kenny Payne has been with Louisville. I mean, nobody thought it would be like this. But but what was the what has the vibe been from a national perspective?
5: I mean, <laughs> I'm loath to speak on behalf of the. Uh, the national media because uh, i don't particularly consider myself a part of it but i will say just watching from afar i mean it's you guys watch the same game as i do you know and frankly i've stopped watching um and a long time ago and look i, I think that this is kind of sometimes what happens when you hire a guy who has not because he's getting a little better now but you know when you hire a kind of a a career assistant who's never been in, you know, who managed the day-to-day of a college program, and you enter and you throw them into this new turbulent NIL portal era, I mean, it's asking an awful lot. And, you know, it's not – Louisville is not a job where you kind of – you know, where fans are going to be cool with you getting on-the-job training, so to speak, right? I I think I'm watching what you're watching, which is a team that doesn't look – Anywhere close to what Louisville fans, you know, uh, rightly kind of deserve.
2: Yeah, yeah. well well said. Curry, a couple more before we get you out of here, man. What are you hearing? Are you hearing any buzz with any other jobs potentially opening in the ACC?
5: Oh, let me think the ACC. So, well, I mean, every year there's the Brad Burnell talk, you know. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> got 25 lives, yep. and I respect the heck out of it. Because he somehow see, and they're right now, you know, they're as I, as we talk, they're kind of dismantling UNC. So every time you think it's over for him, he finds a way back. Um, I think he's fairly popular with the boosters down there. So I I don't know, maybe that's not real. There's always talk that Leonard Hamilton may retire, so that would that that would kind of always be like a possibility for a March surprise. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Is there any that I'm that I'm, I'm trying to just think of who's in the ACC? Uh, are there any I mean Georgia
2: Tech and Boston College have new coaches
5: yeah they're Uh,
2: fine I don't I feel like you've already you've already nailed it with those two schools I mean I think that's by and large what you know any of the murmurs that we've heard and then last one a regional rival Indiana Um, their fans are you know are not overly happy with how things are going this year have you heard any buzz
5: oh Uh, you know what by the way now that I'm thinking about it there's there's some chatter that Keith that would, would not get another year at State. I've not really bought that, and I think he's done enough to where he's probably fine. But you know, given how few teams like are projected right now out of that conference to make the tournament, you just never know. Does that fan base sort of go nuts? Um, so I suppose that that would be a, a distant possibility. And then uh, Indiana, yeah. I mean, look, he made the tournament last year. He's an alum. I think it's very difficult to move on from a guy after one miss of a year, unless it's you know the kind of zero and eighteen in conference deal that you saw with like uh, oh, there's an interesting name, Bryce Drew, right? He was at Vandy and had one zero and eighteen year, and now he's you know he, it just went awful, and he went he left, and now he's like twenty one and two at Grand Canyon. Not that he would be a good name there. I'm just saying, unless you have that disastrous of a season, I feel like. As an alum who had made the tournament last year, you know I think he's probably back, um, but who knows? You know it's a crazy business, and there's always there's always like late surprises. It only takes one one booster, or you know, to buy out a contract, or you know, does I mean, what happens if Dusty May, who, who was a manager under Bobby Knight, uh, what what happens if he makes a second straight Final Four? You know what I mean, and becomes kind of in that. Brad Stevens echelon you know I think I think March has a way of barely or not completely altering the trajectory of careers and how we perceive this whole search season and May is like one of those names that um you know if he if he can take FAU in the same way Brad did with Butler does that alter things and there's and there's plenty of other scenarios that could transpire like that but I don't see Indiana moving at this time.
2: Uh, Curry, we have a question coming in on the uh, the UPS Jobs text line at 383193.9. one ninety three nine. Wanted me to ask you about the experienced GM slash coach who can coach uh, at a school, throwing in uh, the extra NIL model. Um, your thoughts on that?
5: If I'm understanding the question correctly, he's asking basically, does would, would a school go with like change alter to it to having a gm to manage their mm-hmm. nil collective and then a coach to just kind of do the coaching mm-hmm. yeah i i guess what he like there, there's it's true that we're in a moment of great change and you know i know like baker dunleavy who is a coach at quinnipiac in the northeast here is now at villanova in a gm role who's kind of managing their nil and then Kyle Neptune is, is doing the coaching, and, and there will I do think we're going to shift towards something like that. I still think at the collegiate level, the coach has to be involved in some of the non on court stuff because ultimately the buck stops with them, and these are younger kids. And yes, there's nil and money, but you, you know in the NBA there's so many sort of there's so much personnel devoted toward. All that other stuff that I just don't see it it coming to college that quickly. Although we're heading toward more of that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, so it, it, I can't quite tell what they're asking. Are they asking, you know, should Louisville pursue like two guys essentially, one who manages their NIL and one who just does the coaching? Because no, I
2: think that they were just asking kind of what you what you felt with this model um, potentially if Louisville should go that direction, or how do you feel about that model in general with NIL yeah, now being I, a
5: major player. I think I'm, I'm open to the idea of experimenting. I think people, have, you know, we're in this new era now, and I don't know that there's any going back. So it's kind of about finding the balance that works. And I think there are guys who are great coaches, but aren't as good at, you know, navigating things like NIL and whatnot. And so it's it's incumbent upon them to bring NAAD. To sur- and I should note with your search in general, you've got to have, the infrastructure in place NIL wise Mm -hmm. so that it's as seamless as possible for a new coach walking in and that, you know, that new coach understands precisely how things work in terms of who the middlemen are between the kids and the NIL and, and just, you know, so that it's kind of a frictionless experience. So I'm sure that your AD is, is, is kind of, you know, getting that word out there through back channels so that candidates feel comfortable and are familiar with what they're walking into and if he, i mean i presume he's doing that if he's not that's probably a bad sign.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, one more thing I lied to you. Coach Patino came out today and had some interesting thoughts on how to i guess further enhance NIL, put some more parameters in place. Your thoughts on what coach Patino said on that, you know, salary cap, etc.
5: I mean, gosh. This is probably out of my out of my depth because it gets into labor law and the like. But I thought, you know, he was kind of on point in terms of the the general idea of there being some sort of salary cap where teams in certain conferences are competing at a more or less similar level. I I think sarcastically, I I noted on Twitter that for X that uh, you know, are we going to cap coach pay too? Mm -hmm. You know, I find I find that sort of funny that everybody all of a sudden everything's out of control because kids are making really a a lot less money than their coaches are which in the nba let's say would it would never be the case so i i kind of sarcastically noted that yeah there's something to that idea but it's it's he called it i think he said like a one to two million dollar salary cap in in the big east which raised the question of like okay well isn't rick making you know four or five you know Mm -hmm. so Um, And, you know, you can quibble with the details all you want, but I I think that um, probably bringing some transparency to it it would would help. But I I also think sometimes a lot of the NIL talk is a little overstated and it's a little – football, I think, is a different beast. That's kind of really gotten out of control. But in basketball, I mean, as you guys know, kids have been getting paid since well before there was NIL, and I think now it's just made it – you know, it's it's something that's safe to talk about publicly, so people now see some numbers, and those numbers are inflated. But it'll work itself out. I think this is a turbulent time because we're, we've just gone to this new system, and everybody's kind of freaking out, somewhat understandably. But in time, you know, we'll figure it out, and, and ideas like Rick's will, you know, we'll make it. We'll see the light of day, and we'll figure something out.
2: Awesome, man. Well, well great stuff, Curry. We appreciate it, man. At Curry Hicks Sage on twitter x give him a follow if you are you know fans are intrigued about coaching searches great insight there and curry man we might have to have you back on once things really get heated up we appreciate your time dude
5: anytime man i love this stuff and i love i love your fan base and your passion so uh you know anytime you need me i'm here
2: all right buddy appreciate it man
5: all right thanks guys bye bye
2: curry hicks say love it that's at C U R R Y H I C K S S A G E. Good stuff. Absolutely. I, I, the only thing I would say is, you know, Louisville's a top ten job. We, to we, got, we got schooled not, a little bit on the not top twenty program. And the program
3: but and the should be in the tournament every year. Yes. Other than that, I mean it's Yes,
2: yeah. So um I think the text text line woke up a little bit. Yeah. Um it was um let's let's get to, let's get to some of these um texter says josh should ask jay wright to help him find the right coach for louisville um, that's would be a good resource
4: is that going to be like the dick cheney thing when they asked him to help find the vice president for george w bush and he <laughs> said you know i've decided after all the research i'm the best candidate for the job <laughs> uh, uh, let's go Jay, jay Wright, wright yeah. best candidate for yeah. the there job.
2: absolutely uh yeah, Louisville beat Florida State, but but still doesn't play defense. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think the Knolls shot. Well, they still scored what ninety two points. Yeah. and shot fifty two percent from the field. Uh, that's and it got super close there at the end. Hmm. Um. Texter says Louisville has to get over this game. Oh, this was um. The, I think that was from the drive the says for this one at the end of the season kp will say i deserve one more year because i was short-handed didn't have a full <laughs> roster guarantee that will be the narrative to get a third year i mean he might say that but i think i still gonna, don't think he's getting nothing. yeah here. he's gonna fall on deaf ears um so we did ask about that nil so did you see the clemson score yes, yes yes no disrespect to your guests, but no way he can name 15 better jobs in the level i would agree with that, that is very true um question for curry what's the, well, he? he did kind of speak on that a uh, oh, winner. We need a winner, and, and that's what kind of what we were we were saying. But also, he kind of gets that vibe that he wants to go. Um, Boy, w- Wake
4: Forest is putting it on Georgia Tech. Yeah, forty-four to twenty.
2: There's also more to it. More to it, though,
3: than just getting a winner. Exactly. Let's not be Let's not be blinded to that.
2: Indeed. Um. Let's see.
3: Let's see. St. John's is beating DePaul. By the way.
2: Oh wow, um, <laughs> shocker! Um, well, we had at One texture was not very happy with him. Yeah, uh, he's clearly either too young or dumb to get some aid, You'd be insane to have him back. He's so con- I don't think he's condescending.
3: Mm, yeah, no.
2: Do you? Th- I mean, I I didn't get that vibe. No, I didn't. No, I didn't get that. Again, I think two. I mean, Louisville is a program we expect to be in the tournament every year and Lowell's a the top 10 job I mean I you know if if we have a guest that doesn't think that that that's, that's okay yeah that's all right um we can agree to disagree but I still feel like though too I mean he I was very complimentary of the program and the fan base so we appreciate listening nonetheless what is Chris Beard's buyout I want to say two or three million but I'm not 100 percent sure Um, South Carolina is playing Ole Miss tonight, and the Gamecocks lead by three in Columbia. South Carolina, 19-3 and on the season, and finally ranked number 15 in the country. Well-deserved ranking there for the Gamecocks. They've earned it. Um, So, Taylor, like, any other names that you're going to want to watch that you're watching personally as the season winds down? Or is it just the top, the same three or four?
3: It's really the same... It's the same three or four for me.
2: What, like, how are you viewing this season? How are you taking it all in? Is it game by game? Have you just, are you just, you're still just done overall? You're just waiting for the new coach? How, I mean, how are you?
3: Doing? That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm waiting for whoever the new coach is going to be. Um, am pretty much just, pretty much done, honestly, at this point. Um, uh, have been done for a while, um, uh, was done when the decision was made that Kenny was going to come back for a year two. Um, I don't think anything about last season warranted a year two and we're just, I mean, we watch these games and
4: wait, this is year one.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Last wait, year, was wh- year. What zero. is it?
4: What is it? Year one or yeah, year two? Year one we got year conflicting two. reports.
3: We have, it depends on who you ask. Um, no, I, you know, I, I wasn't bought in uh, to it from the very beginning and there's been nothing to get me to buy back in at this point. We we watch these games and and you just you're looking for anything to be excited about or to look forward to or, you know, Saturday was fun. It was fun to watch Louisville win. But that was it. I mean, I don't. It's we're past the point of. Yeah. Well, what does this win mean? Does this do, what, so what can You're they exactly do? What can right. It they means do to, you had a
4: good night. Congratulations! It, it, literally, it, that's
3: it. It's like well, well, can well if they can do this and this, then in the next no, there is no looking ahead. There is no looking at the schedule. There is no looking at okay. Well, if they win this one and this one and this one, um, there's there's no angling for position in the ACC tournament yeah. or anything like that.
4: There is no bubble to talk about. No, there. There, there, there's there's, there's none of that. Other than, oh well, they beat Florida State. That well, that was fun. That's literally it.
3: literally nothing that you do from a win loss standpoint at this point in the season matters one bit.
2: Unless you win out, which is not going to. happen. Unless
3: you win out and you win the ACC championship. Yeah, I mean that's
2: it.
4: Don't don't tell Count <clears throat> and Kevin that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, there was people at the Yum Center. So there
4: were people but. at the Yum. I'm interested because. Louie always does this, but gets the FOIA request. So maybe we'll ha- we'll know tomorrow how many people are actually there. I'm excited.
2: Well, let's do this. Let's this is, this wraps up hour number one. Hour number two is straight ahead. Um, CL Brown wrote a column in the Courier that that, that got coordination in a tizzy. So we'll kind of review that, and also too, um, just for funsies, and we won't spend too much time on it. <laughs> um, I Taylor, you actually. Pointed this out to to me on the Twitter feed about uh, hypothetical trade between the Big Twelve and the ACC. Oh yeah, you like that? Yes. I was going to bring that up. That 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 is cool. We'll bring that up, and then we'll we'll still talk about. Um, I want to talk about the the CL Brown article because I know that that got everybody talking. And Then we can do that and more. We'll take your phone calls. We'll open up the phone lines, and we'll get more of your texts when we come back in hour number two. You're listening to Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Welcome back into our number two of Louisville Sports Live. I'm Ethan. He's Taylor. Zachy e. C. Behind the glass. And I think uh, Team Money was, was getting ready to uh, shoot a step back. Where I was hitting. Jumper. Uh-huh. Do you know who that was bringing us back? It was just instrumental. Song. No. Nas. All right. Bet. Have you heard of him before? Yes. I'm just kidding. Well, it kind of wasn't the way you I said know. it. Okay, that's okay. No, I know who Nas is. So, uh,
4: well... <laughs> We'll continue to talk, Zach. With the Bronx cheer, congratulations! Zach. You know who Nas is. Welcome to the 20, 20th century and twenty first century. There you go, all in one fell swoop. How about that? That's funny. Um,
3: I got something for you, Zach. I can't show. I can't talk about it on air, but I'll will show you. Your sense of humor, real. Save for that sure.
4: for the
2: mixtape. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> save that for the mixtape. So yeah, I think overall. Um, you Know based on what Curry said, it's he's hearing the same three names that most of us are. There was, you know, again, I like what he said. Uh, I'm always of the mindset Louisville was the top 10 job, and Louisville, there were the expectations for Louisville makes the tournament every day, absolutely. Term. So, um, but again, that's we can agree to disagree on that, yes. We're allowed to do that, yes, contrary to popular belief, yes. And so, uh, but a, a lot of good behind the scenes info from Curry about, like, you know. In terms of like a search committee, what goes on behind that, and what really um, the dynamic of NIL in mm-hmm. this in this day and age. But and what I like the best though, Taylor, was his advice.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, stay hey, calm.
2: Just like we're gonna hear crazy names and people have agendas. And then like what what we were talking about earlier is like game by game results. Yeah, right. he, I don't want to miss. The oh, they lost. He's a bum. To his point, you know, as well, like, North Carolina missed the tournament last year. Well, it's true. Now they are in position for a one seed, and then they sandwiched that other year with a national championship game appearance. So, uh, you know, there's a lot. Even big-time programs miss the tournament occasionally, but, you know, we've done that enough. Yeah. It's time to move on. It's time. It's time to be successful. So... That's where we that's where we need to go. Do you feel like and you are free to, to change your your take, your tone, whatever, on this question as time permits, do you feel like when the decision is made to move on mm-hmm. that this will be a smooth break? No. Really? Nope. How so? Uh because
3: Kenny is just Delulu enough that he will be shocked that he's not getting a year 3. He will be shocked that he's being judged so harshly on the results of year 1 and year 2. Not just year 1. Not just not just year 0, but y- the real year 1 and year 2. I could because again it all goes back to the introductory press conference where Kenny says things like, you know, my friends really wanted me to come back here and and take this job and had to twist my arm. Like, guys, come on.
4: I didn't have to the take wall. the job. Yeah. You know, they really, everybody just really was desperate for me to take the job. The writing
3: was on the wall. And and yeah. the the thought in his mind that he really had five years to rebuild this thing. Like, I... I can't imagine Josh Heard gave him that impression. That had to just be something that he was told from the same people that wanted him here in the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Jerry and Butch in his ear like, hey, man, you're going to get, you know, a couple of years to really get this thing going. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. But I still think he's operating under that that mindset.
4: When he still talks about how hard his team fights and, you know, we went two for 20 from three, but I don't care because right. they fought. Like right. That's just a tone-deaf statement. That's no loser, mentality to loser mentality. Loser mentality. That's exactly what it,
3: it is. It's, Jinx. <laughs> that, so but that's what it is.
4: We were is. Da- don't worry about the fact that we were down by 24 against Clemson to begin with. All that matters right. is that they fought hard in the second half. Right. Like, and that's happened too many times. It's all, And then the one that really got me and was after – the game against the team up the road, when yeah. he scoffed at having that kind of talent. And yeah. by the way, the team up the road, they're ranked 17th. They're kind of stumbling a little bit. So it's not as though they've got all this world-beater talent, and for Kenny Payne to act like, oh, we could never have those kind of guys. So you are telling me you could never have good enough players to be a top-15 team? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. By the Get way, on. guys, North Carolina
3: is coming back. Shocker. i have cut it to 10.
4: Well, it was nine at halftime. Oh, was it?
2: Then I just saw it seven a second ago. Oh. I got him at two and a half, so we'll see. Oh, well. Yeah, there you But go. that's But that's kind of where I'm at right now with KP.
3: I think it will be a surprise.
2: Now, there was some scuttlebutt on... What a word. What a word.
4: I, I love that word. Love
2: a good scuttlebutt.
4: Scuttlebutt, jibber-jabber. I love all those words. Somebody <laughs> somebody
2: had posted about a special meeting of the University of Louisville Board of Trustees tomorrow at 2.30, Um. As far as we have heard, that has nothing to do with Coach Payne. Um, They have, it looks like it's an approval of an academic administrative appointment. And it's weird how they have all those, you know, that verbiage or whatever, but it doesn't, it's personnel matters. But again, it's, we have not heard anything to do with that. So I know that was a question that we had gotten earlier. So that's, that's where we are with that um taylor what about lamont paris man south carolina dude he's that's another name that like if he puts together a tournament run he'd have my attention yeah but
3: you're one i mean do you take a chance take a risk for him Oh, is this, this is your two? For, well, is it really year two for him, or was like last year year zero, and this is like? Yeah. Well,
2: I think I think Coach like, Paris is is <laughs> year one and year two mm. with no caveats. So okay. yeah, this is his second, okay. second year. Second year,
3: yeah. uh, you know maybe that would not be the first place I would go though. That would be maybe a little bit lower on the list. But yeah, I mean if they make a tournament run in at South Carolina this year, why not?
2: I think another piece of advice from Curry that I enjoyed was when he was talking about, like, and I'm guilty of this, like a really, really good coach at a lower level, like an in Indiana State, like that coach. Yeah. Not to discount them because if you can coach, you can coach. Now, again, he also talked about there's a lot of those types of coaches that don't have the resources that Little does at their school. So that's, again, important to, to pay attention to as well. And that's why... I'm just gonna soak all this in and you know, let's just see what happens. You're gonna have a bunch of different names. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Eighty one fifty ninety-three nine is the number. We got through some text, so let's hear what you have to say, Loyal. Lawrence is leading things off in hour number two. What's up, boss?
6: What up, even what up, Taylor? What it is. All I gotta say is this This is Josh heard in that on um, the of decision. Because we can't keep on saying what, what type of coach we want. We can keep on hearing what type of coach we're going to get.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: But it's still up to Josh Hurd and the guys in the boosters who are going to probably give the money to the university to get that new head coach and to buy Kenny Payne out. Mm-hmm. Because we all, because right now we all relying on them. Some of the boosters are, are getting sick and tired of what's going on right now. They can say that, but they still ain't making those type of moves. And Josh heard, "Don't look. This is your choice. We are trusting you to make it the right choice. Don't look to former players. Don't look to certain fans who want who want this, who want that. You can you have to make that decision. You can get you can get the advice from Tom Jarrett, Jay Wright." And, and many other your mentors, but this is your decision. Do what's best for 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 your for the program, because I I believe Josh, Josh Hurd is going to pick the right coach to lead this little program back to pro, the promised land. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. So I'm trusting you, Josh Hurd, to make this choice. Because if you make another bad choice, then we got to look for a new AD. It's that simple. Because yeah, yeah, you got Jeff Brown. Yeah, you still got Dan Madon, Jeff Walls. I'm still mad about last night. Moving to NC State. I hate moving to NC State. Oh, yep. But this is the hard decision. You you got to make the right choice. Make the right choice for a new head coach when it comes to you, you, you working a little basketball. Because if you make another bad choice at, you, at the men's um, basketball program, then we gonna need a new AD. Is that simple? You can tell. Am I wrong about that?
2: This this decision, Lawrence, will absolutely be a defining one. A career defining one. I yeah, think. yeah. It ha- he has to get this right. He has to. And I think he. I mean, listen. And you could say what you want about how you know Jeff Brown coming home, blah blah blah. But like like we said earlier, if we're gonna be critical of Kenny Payne when he loses, we're gonna give him his flowers when he wins. Same thing with Josh Hurd. We're going to give him his flowers because Jeff Braum, he brought Jeff Brom in and Coach Satterfield left. Mm. And just like, look, listen, we can be critical of Hurd for bringing in pain to begin with, all right, but we can also give him his props if he gets it right and hiring the other guy. That's just how we do it. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you, Lawrence. I mean, this is going to be a you know, a career-defining, like Taylor said, Decision because it has to be right. You can't have another miss, or we're Indiana or Georgetown.
6: And I just want to say this real quick about rule basketball. If Kenny Payne has an opportunity and a to be back next year, he got to let Tyler Johnson run the show. Tyler Johnson is a different makeup when he's out there on the court. He gets everybody involved. He runs the offense through him. It just yeah I keep on saying this, yeah we can put up points, but the defense is terrible yeah there's no way it's no way we're gonna go out there and put up a hundred points every game all you all to do is hope hope they can do play at least i say at least forty five to forty eight percent of good defense and put up at least sixty um seventy to eighty points because <laughs> If they can't stop, they cannot. Because even though they be Florida State, they still gave up what ninety-two points. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what what, what defense was, worse. the the Louisville defense, like yeah, the Louisville defense against Florida State, or the women's defense against North Carolina State.
2: Oof. What was? Yeah, they they what kept leaving that? they kept leaving the shooters open on the wings. I've been watching Jeff Wall for years.
6: I have never seen Louisville play that type of defense ever, ever. Like, what's up with what's up with them getting out rebounds
2: like the past couple of games? I don't know, man. But like, Louisville's had
3: some uncharacteristic issues defensively this thanks, season, Lawrence,
2: man. Appreciate it.
3: That that we haven't seen under Jeff Walls in in a while, and yeah. he and he spoke to it last night in in his post game. Yeah
2: yeah and i love the fact that he comes on like he was on with um with mark today and phil i like i like just that he's able to come in and you know he'll speak after a loss speak after a win yep gives you great insight He, he you know uses a sense of humor so he's always a great interview absolutely and then like he has a powerful resume year in and year out so cars are in action thursday against top Fifteen Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's number 12. Mm-hmm. Lowell's number 15. So, um, in the friendly confines of the um Center. Yep. So Hopefully they can get back on track. Let's do it.
3: Indeed. Did you see this bit of college football coaching news
2: came out a little while ago? Not if it doesn't deal with Boston College.
3: Okay. So, Dub's new head coach, Jed Fish, has made his hire for defensive coordinator. Okay. Steve Belichick, hmm, has not coached in college ever. He's only coached in the NFL for his dad. Interesting, and is now the defensive coordinator at UW.
4: We're on to Oregon.
3: <laughs> I just, to me, and maybe he'll be great. That just feels like such a weird. Hire.
4: If that isn't the example of nepotism hiring, I don't know what is. Yeah, like... I can't imagine a Belichick in college football. It, thank, it's you. Just, thank you. It's, it's that's just exactly... Weird. Yeah. I cannot imagine
3: that personality. Because he's got a very dry personality, just like Bill.
4: Can you imagine Bill Belichick ever coaching college football? No. No. I don't think he ever did.
3: Does he still have that sweet mullet? He does yeah, still he have does. the sweet mullet. But I just can't imagine him coaching college football no college athletes no that's just that's gonna be interesting to watch i don't know have we heard anything about speaking of the boston college hire um bill o'brien i think it's gonna be bill o'brien
4: i mean that would be
2: a fantastic hire Mm -hmm. for them yeah very familiar with the area from the area yep would he be able to you know hang on to castellano's We'll see. I don't see why he wouldn't. I wonder about the recruiting thing for him. Yeah. Because recruiting to BC, the NIL. Yeah.
4: That's such a hard job to win at because in Boston, nobody cares about college sports. Nope. And in Boston, New England in general, nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. It's just that that's a hard place to win. It really is. But he recruit, he took over Penn State. Remember when Penn State was about to get yeah. the death penalty and all that kind of stuff after the Sandusky. Coached them stuff? through the and they sanctions. won fifteen games in two years. Like he did a damn good job there. I mean, it, he's actually a good coach. His problem was he was a bad general manager. Yeah, and that hurt him as a head coach because he traded DeAndre Hopkins for no reason.
2: Most years, I mean, if you're if you're seven and six like BC was F-C. this year, it's a hell of a year. Sure, yeah. you know, you won a bowl game and then. With them, they beat um, future ACC member SMU in the Fenway Bowl. Yep. Um, shockingly, um, Clemson is now only up two to UNC in, in uh, Chapel Hill. Yep. Um, some other scores of note: Louisville's opponent after Syracuse is down to Wake Forest in Atlanta, sixty-one to twenty-seven. Oof! Yikes! Big yikes! I, I feel like we should almost do a guarantee for Georgia Tech. <laughs> because of this. But I think more often than not, that would probably refocus them.
3: Yes.
1: What's oh. their record so far this season? Georgia Tech, Tech
2: I think 10-12. and 10-12. and 12. So, yeah.
3: But and they've got the weirdest 10-12. and 12.
4: They're 10-12 and 12 with wins over Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of year one that yes. you can actually live with because you actually show some moments where you win a couple games yeah, as Kelvin Sampson gets tossed while they're up by 20. Wow, Kelvin so Sampson getting tossed? You got the fresh Jordan Threes on too. Yeah, you did. What is going on in Houston right now? Yeah. I don't know. I, how I just how do you get chill. ejected when you're up by twenty? Like there must, I've never understood coaches that get that upset when their team is dominating. Like, uh, chill must, out, man. They must have had We haven't seen that around here. I can't really. It's been a while. So Wait, you, you haven't seen yeah, you haven't seen a coach get fiery about anything.
3: No.
2: Well, I'm trying to see. F- yeah. I mean there was some physical it looks like they're Oklahoma State's big man pushed a off. By by yeah, he yeah. pushed off, but Oh So yeah. Oh, he ran on the court. Oh,
3: Kelvin. Oh, Oh, he stepped out of the Uh, coach's box. Oh yeah. You can't do that. Yeah,
2: you can't do that. Come on. So so what happened is for for those of you that are listening and are not watching, Oklahoma State and a player for OSU and Houston were you know
0: exchanging pleasantries in the paint,
2: and it looked like that the Oklahoma State player you know gave a forearm to the back. Um, just while they're jostling for position, mm-hmm. twice, and it wasn't called. And then Kelvin Sampson, up 20, <laughs> stormed onto the court, said that is a blanking foul, that is a blanking foul, pointed at the referee, pointed at where the guy was that got fouled, and then it was quickly tossed. So I guess, Zach, that's your answer. They're up 20, so he feels like he can just defend his player and then you know hit the showers early. Right. Yeah,
4: wouldn't it be nice if you had a coach that would do that every now and then? I mean if be. I
2: if I was eleven and forty
4: three,
2: why not? I'd be I'd be, I would want to get tossed.
4: Oh, oh, if I'm eleven and forty-three, <laughs> I'm going full Bobby Knight. I'm throwing chairs and everything. Uh, I'll break the clipboard over. Oh, break man. the clipboard.
3: Absolutely. Grab the clipboard from Josh Jamison. Oh, so
4: Kellen Sampson is now the the guy in charge. Hey, his son. How about that? His tenth season Coaching as waiting. a
2: Houston assistant. Coach waiting. I did not even know that. That was happening in June. Look at that. How about that? Eighty one fifty 9 is the number. Tim is up next on LSL. What's going on, Tim?
7: A couple things, Ethan. Uh, first, why can't someone with a press pass like yourself sit in the front row and ask Kenny Peter Deucey like questions? Like, Kenny, do you think your poor performance here will ever make you employable again? Things like that. Kenny, how come you're the only coach in Power 5 that doesn't have a player signed? Reading into that means you think you're not going to be here. Why are those questions don't get asked? I, I don't know. Can
2: you touch on that, please? Yeah, Tim. Uh, great question. I go. I've been to one, only one game as a as a media member mm-hmm. this year, and I did ask him about you know the pressure that he's facing. Asked him that you know. Asked him some more some more pointed questions this past summer. But honestly, man, I've been to a couple games as a fan, and I just you know if i go as a as a media member i would i would ask something like that when i would go again um but that's an honest honest and fair question man um if i go again i'll probably ask something like that um, why
7: doesn't someone want to do that why why is that such a hard i mean i understand bob can't do it after the game but someone sitting there can say kenny uh, do you take responsibility for this mess? yeah put him on the spot uh, we're all struggling as fans he should you know, struggling these press conferences.
2: I'll take the answer up there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Man, good, to, good to hear from you, boss. Yeah, that's that's a, certainly a fair question, um, and I'm not sure. You know, I mean, the, I like that one about you know why are you the only Power Five coach that doesn't have a guy signed?
3: Yeah, I mean, there are that's certain – that's a
2: great yeah. That, I mean, that is a pointed and very fair question. Just like his question as to why that hasn't been asked in the press conference is a very fair question as well.
3: There are certain things that, as a media member, you kind of have to be careful of how much you needle and how much you push.
2: But were those questions? I mean, they weren't unreasonable. Were they, they need to be asked. They we do haven't need to answered be asked. them. No, I. We don't. Hundred percent.
4: Kenny Payne was brought here as one of the best recruiters in college basketball, or that was going to be one of his main selling points, and mm-hmm. they have nobody signed. Like, what are you doing?
2: I asked him this past summer how much pressure he was feeling based on his first year to produce results commiserate with the program standards, i.e. making the tournament. And his answer was, I'm not going to put a number on it. Huh. And, and then I followed up um, in that in the summer presser, because remember, he didn't speak to the media from, from March till July. I went to that July presser. And then I asked him, you know, you, you talked about, learning, you know, the process of winning. But however, you know, coaches and you were assessed on wins and losses, you know, how is that going to translate? How is the process of winning going to translate into wins in this second year? And I don't remember verbatim what he said. But it was more along the lines of coming back. I'm not going to put a number, you know, it was it was more coach speak. It wasn't It was the tap dancing th- around it wasn't answering the standardly bad, like we've known him in the press conferences, and it wasn't, it but it wasn't great, good. but it was just kind of in the middle. But, Tim, your point is your question to us is very fair, um, and, you know, I don't know. Uh, if, I, if I go, I did go to the Pepperdine game, and I was prepared to ask some harder questions, but I did not in that moment after a 22-point win. Yeah, I, I think that was not you got to read the room that was not the place for I still asked a couple of questions and again it was still bigger picture results based type questions um you know but if i go to another you know another game as a media member like i don't have a problem mm-hmm. asking those things and it's a, and it's a great question as i love the one is why you know why are you the only coach that has not signed a player that's a really good question yeah and I might steal that if I go. That As was, you that was, that was a great question. That was good. 8150 ninety-three nine is the number. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety-three nine is the UPS jobs text line. We want to thank our first guest of the the evening, an uh, uh, LSL first timer, Curry Hicks Sage, coming on with us to talk about search season. Hashtag search season. So I like it. And then too, I mean, you hear about like, well, if Carter Knox commits, oh, boy. that's like, first of all, he's not committing. Hell, yeah, I mean, can we?
3: We never really got into that. Like, yeah, why? I have so many questions about that. That's so weird. The, right. just first, the whole, just the whole thing, like him showing up here, and the, the, the yeah, just
2: the timing.
3: The of timing it. of it was almost some would say planned. It just felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that, like? Do you feel at all that Carter Knox is coming here? No. I mean, I don't. No,
2: no. Uh, there was, was that
3: lot. the Knox family doing Kenny a solid. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: I mean, what? Why would like, you... we'll bring
3: Carter? We'll yeah take the
2: heat off you. You
4: got to bring your brother. Yeah, yeah. But like that's
2: that's but that's where we are. And even if he were to commit, okay. And then what? He's the only one. It's you not had, like
4: he's the number one recruit in America. Either. Right. He's like he's a good player, but he's not a program changing player. No.
3: And yeah. he's also the only one committed if he were to commit at that point.
2: Correct. So yeah. And that that's another thing too. It's just like, no, we were sold on you getting Carter Knox and two or three other dudes like that as Similar well. Similar or better yes. caliber players. Yes.
3: We were sold on Kenny being an ace recruiter. And he has not been. In yeah. the
2: portal or in the high school ranks, and so like that's you have talent on the roster, and now you're seven and fifteen with it. You had a non-conference schedule that was ranked three hundred and thirteenth in the Ken Palm, and you went five and seven against it. So it's like it doesn't matter, and this is why. And then so we talked about the CL Brown article, mm-hmm. and the overarching theme was don't fire him yet, wait till the end of the year. Well, I mean, we're gonna do that. And, and I think if you do read the full article, if it, if it frustrates you, it would probably, you would probably simmer down a little bit. Yeah. After that, after reading it, because he did acknowledge the counter arguments that's, you know, that screams loudly that, you know, he's already had his time and he hasn't already done it. And most of the fans are not going to change their mind. So, yeah, I think, you know, having these illusions that they're they're going to go on a Seven or eight game winning streak. I mean, I'm not going to say that that's definitely not going to happen. I will, but I'll it's not it. happening. I'm, uh, it's but not the happening. evidence is is <laughs> overarching that it ain't happening. You have you've won two games in a row once. You've never done that in ACC play. No, nah. you're you know you've won 11 games in a year and a half.
3: Not around here, partner. No,
2: not around here. And then, you know, if you've only won one game on the road or neutral site over a year and a half, you're probably not going to win a road game in February. And then, you know, again, like we already talked about earlier in the show, they're probably going to beat Georgia Tech and Notre Dame. Yeah. That doesn't change anything. You'll probably win, in my estimation, one or two games of those final home games. That doesn't matter. Nope. Doesn't matter. So, my advice would be... Buckle up. Go, <laughs> be a buckle up. Phone down. Buckle up. Put your phone down. down yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Buckle up. Um, um. But,
2: yes. So, <laughs> we're just buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. You're going to hear a lot of names, like Curry was saying. You're going to hear a, a bunch of names. Just relax. Let's try to enjoy it. But brighter days and better days yeah. are ahead. Speaking of brighter and better
3: days... Mm-hmm. Louisville released the date, yes. for the spring game, April nineteenth.
2: Taylor Swift's new album dropped. <gasps> I never
3: made the connection.
2: Oh boy, yeah. I know. I in your house, how much of a moment was that Sunday night? Well, the girls were in bed, but when I I helped them, they helped. That fact helped them wake up. Oh, did it Monday morning? That was your wake up call. Guess I, I you know, they, you know, they. They get up by an alarm and, yeah. but, you know, they're kind of sluggish on Mondays. I'm like, hey, guess what? Taylor Swift's releasing a new album. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> were yeah. they, were they upset that it
3: was not the announcement that Reputation is coming out again? She's not going to re-release Reputation yet.
2: No. Because that was apparently a thing on, on the Twitter. I don't understand. Yeah. Isn't that album already come out? <laughs> like, oh, oh, Ethan, oh,
3: oh, you have so much to learn. <laughs> You can't be the father of Swifties and not understand the significance. When you go home, ask Gamer to explain it to you. I will do so. Uh, but that could be a big weekend around here. I mean, if the weather cooperates, we have Louisville Spring Game Friday night on ACC Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, the first time that Louisville's football spring game has ever been nationally broadcast, not just on like ACC Network Extra or anything yeah. like that. like It's really on the ACC Network. And then the next the next day you got thunder, so we have a nice little little weekend there. We had that last weekend or last last year, but the weather was terrible. Standard. It poured on Friday and then was cold on Saturday. So hopefully, we get a nice sunny,
2: warm, yes, late April weekend. What do you think is a good number for the spring game? Thirty thousand. I think I think if we get twenty five
3: to thirty thousand. That's fantastic. I think the excitement level for next season, you could draw more. Mm -hmm. Especially, look, Louisville fans have stipulations anytime we go anywhere. Will there be alcohol? Yes. Okay. (laughs) What's the weather going to be like? Yeah. If you're telling me there's booze and it's warm, we'll be there.
4: That's it. It's pretty simple. It's It's the easiest sell in the world. Yeah, but... But You're telling me I can be in seventy degrees in sunshine and have some beer? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there. Absolutely. I don't care what it is.
3: That's yes. That is that is the Louisville fan base in a nutshell. So if we have good weather for that Friday night and the booze is flowing, then Louisville fans will be there. Louisville's gonna win too. And Louisville's gonna no they matter are gonna what, win. Louisville's Guarantee. gonna win. And I think that you will get a bigger crowd than you anticipate for the spring game because of basketball.
4: I think so. People are excited. They want to be excited about Louisville. Again. Yes, and the football program gave us plenty of reason to be excited last yep. year. Yep, yeah. they are
3: so. We as a fan base, after trudging through this month and the first week of March, and they, then having to watch the NCAA tournament reveal and Louisville not being in uh, the bracket it's the again, worst. But they I'm need a release. They yeah, with this this fan base will need a release, and sure enough, here comes Jeff Brom in his cape to save after the day. The and give us a spring game, yeah, yep. for everybody to be excited about and overreact to the quarterback play, and to have hot takes galore on who needs to start at wide receiver, what the wide receivers look like. Like this, this will be it. it will be a massive turnout. Did you see that big string defensive
4: tackle and right. what he did Dude's to the starting offensive lineman?
3: He's a stud. He needs to play. Offensive line's a bum. Yeah, like it'll be, it'll be great. And we, as a fan base, we will need it by that point.
4: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Clemson's up nine with about nine minutes to go. Ooh, Stock were, the
2: Cardinals for that one. They were are They were already down four. UNC was
3: just but down see, four. But see, these yeah. are the wins that save Brad, Brad Brunel. These are the yeah. reasons he doesn't get fired.
4: And now Harrison Ingram just got hurt
3: because he'll lose to like Boston College and Wake Forest, yeah. and then he'll beat either Carolina or Duke in, in a given year.
4: Loses to Louisville back to back years. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that have been something on his resume? Lose to Kenny Payne twice back to back. The only ACC. The only coach to lose to in Kenny the history Payne. of time to do that. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> you know, tell t- you were talking about you
2: know being excited for the spring game. Yes, we're also excited to talk to Wayne because he's up next from yes. Sports Live. There what's up, go. Wayne?
7: Man, what's happening, guys? How y'all doing? Man, yeah. I can't call it. I feel you. Yeah, I'm listening as always, and it's it's all, it's always good. And we'll we just have to see what happens. But I, I'm gonna throw I'm throw out a hypothetical. Say, for example, Payne wins all the rest of his games. Then what's going to happen? It's going to be a dilemma. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. We talked about that uh, a little bit earlier, Wayne. About you know what do you what do you do if he does that? And and are we talking like regular season? or Are we talking like making a run and and winning the ACC championship?
7: Yeah, I'll say it all. Okay, because I you know I'm you know, a of my school. You know I want to seem to be successful, but it's it's. It's kind of a touch and go, but here's a name I, I don't think I've heard it mentioned, but he's a, he's a very good coach. Uh, the coach at Dayton, Anthony.
2: Anthony Grant.
7: Anthony Grant. He's a good coach, and and plus right now they're eighteen and three in the first place. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. With with you know because Dayton. Dayton's not easy to get into. <laughs> That's true. It's a, it's a great academic school. So that might be an option, and and, and it wouldn't break the bank.
2: No, I'm it I'm looking break. up Anthony Grant's stats now. I know he was at VCU and Alabama. Right. Spent some time Alabama, in the NBA. Florida. Let's see here. Um, coaching... Coaching record um, overall, he's 333 and 176.654. I'm looking to see what he was in the tournament. Because smooth, anything, anytime we talk about a coach, I go, I go before I even go to the record, I want to see what their NCAA tournament record is. I know he did have some success. Uh, I'm trying to find that, though, right now. But there'll but, be plenty of coaches like an Anthony Grant that
3: fifty we're not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then they're just gonna pop up, and we're gonna like, well, that that's an option. Yeah, there will be guys right. that will be options that we don't think are options right now.
7: Right, and 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 uh, the thing of it is that that I always look at. I don't care, uh, you know. They always uh, well the, the competition that doesn't matter. I look at the record. I look at the record, and and because uh, there can always be deception. You know, but but if, if the if the record is good, I, I'm worried about the competition. But it, it, that says two things: you you, you play who, who who's before you, and a lot of times you can't get games because other teams are afraid to play you. That's what that's why I look at when they when they you know when they get to talking about well their their record their competition. Well, if people don't want to play you, what does that say? Are you afraid of getting beat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I look at. Mm-hmm. But as always, guys, you know it's, a, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. And uh, for us, things are going to straighten out. We, we, we're going to get who, who who we're supposed to have, and we're going to do what we have to do. But at the end of the day, and what I always say when I'm talking to you guys, go,
2: go cards. cards. That's right. you guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Grant had the
3: bulk of his success at VCU in that three year run. Yes. 76 and 25 there.
2: His Alabama record was not overly impressive. A little over um, 500. 117 and 85. So I do think his NCAA tournament record is 2 and 2, I think, based on a quick glance. So
3: they went round of 32 NIT, round of 64 at VCU. Then he left there, went to Alabama in 2009. They went NIT runner-up his second season, round of 64, NIT quarterfinal, no tournament, NIT second round. So he went to the NCAA tournament one time when he was at Alabama. Mm, yeah, that,
4: that gives and me balls.
3: And he has not gone to the NCAA tournament yet at Dayton. And now he
2: would have... But COVID canceled. I think right, Dayton they were twenty nine was... and two. <laughs>
4: they were the ones that got hurt by COVID more than any team because that team could have won the national title that year, and they would have been a one seed with Ob Toppin. And yeah, Dayton will never be like that again. No. oh
2: man, no. that, i had they forgotten I felt, that. I'd like, Can- forgotten that too.
4: Yeah, Kansas, like Kansas was good that year. Baylor was good, but those teams are always good. Like Dayton, they're never gonna be like that again. No. And that I just I felt horrible for them that yeah. year because they they had game day. Yeah, that that's was, right. They could have won it that year. That's they were right. legit. Yeah, they
3: were 18 and 0 in conference play. They were like forty nine and 2, and two yeah. overall.
4: And their one of their losses I think was Kansas. And then the very in next
3: Hawaii. season, of course you lose Obi Toppin, but then the very next year they're 14 and 10. Yeah. NIT first round at 24 and 11, NIT second round last year 22 and 12 no tournament. Uh well, and,
4: Anthony Grant's coached in the SEC before, so. Yeah. He's been there. And then 18
3: and 3 so far this season.
4: But there's a reason he's an under the radar candidate. Yeah, exactly.
2: For me, that's not enough,
4: nearly no.
3: enough tournament experience.
4: I don't think so. And so
2: and then another name that has been kind of just mentioned as Richard Patino at New Mexico. Now, Taylor, your thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying this is one of these things in these coaching searches, you're just gonna have to All right. I would love it. Really?
3: But he will not even kind of entertain the the job.
2: Um in my me, opinion. F- for me, I would I would listen to it, but like he's the NCA tournament or lack yeah, thereof I, that is. You're hiring
3: what, I'm interested be, just because of the name.
2: And, and because he's been here, he's coached here. Like, like Mick Cronin, he lives, breathes, and sleeps basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what you would get with him. He wants to win at a high level. His New Mexico team is very good. They're in the top 25. I think they just lost last week, so they, they fell to number 25. They played tonight. Uh, they're certainly going to be... In the NCAA tournament, but he has one NCAA tournament win, I believe. And, of course, that was against Louisville. Yeah. Against Coach Mack. That's where I, like, you can't. It If he would have had, like, any success at all at Minnesota in terms of getting, like, if he made it to the tournament. He would still be there. Like Numerous, yeah, numerous times. Like, not even advancing that far. But if you could get at Minnesota. Minnesota. If you could could have gotten to the tournament a lot more times there. Or if you had a couple of sweet 16, you know, something like that. So he's a good coach, but where Louisville is, like you have to have somebody with proven tournament success.
3: So at FIU, his one year there, they were 18 and 14. Okay. And then he took the Minnesota job and immediately that first season, they were 25 and 13 in the NIT champion. Um, Then they, no tournament. No tournament, round of 64, no tournament, round of 32, no tournament, no tournament. And then he was let go from Minnesota. Yeah. See, that's his career win percentage at Minnesota was 50, just over 53%. And he was 54 and 96 in conference play at Minnesota. His best conference season. Uh, was the year that they went to the round of 64 2016 2017 they were 24 and 10 and 11 and seven in the big 10 every other season he had a losing conference record
2: what's uh what's his stats with new mexico uh so year
3: one 2021 2022 they were 13 and 19 five and 12 in mountain west uh last year they were 22 and 12. Eight and ten in the Mountain West. What was their postseason? Uh, they went to the NIT first round. Okay. And so far this season they are eighteen and four uh and six and three in conference play.
2: Yeah. So again
3: is a fifty five percent win
2: it's kinda it's kinda of a lot like Anthony Grant. It, just if you look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Like very did, comparable. A, did okay at a power job, did better at a you know, Mountain West. A ten, like Coach Grant. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you find your spot, uh, but again, I would, I would be more willing to entertain that if he had sustained tournament success.
3: I just could not imagine him after everything that happened with his dad here yeah. and the way his dad feels about this place now. He would to come
2: back here. I believe that he would very much entertain. Hmm. If Louisville approached. Would Rick come back?
3: I'll be at home and home. And watch him. But would he come back and watch? I mean, would he be oh, in the stands sure in the Yum watch. Center you and know watch he his... he would,
2: bro. <laughs> That's not even a
3: question. I mean... Would, would Rick wear
2: Louisville gear again? No. <laughs> He'd wear red. Even oh, if my. he had retired? Even if he retires from St. John's? you have... He retires like,
3: from St. John's, and Richard is the coach here. Does Rick come with a oh, Louisville? Oh,
2: probably, yeah. Something on, yeah. But could you imagine the amount of like security he like people would have pictures, autograph. I mean, pe- they wouldn't leave him alone. No, he'd have to be in a box. He couldn't be just in, no a, in a regular way. seat. He couldn't be right behind the bench because people no. would just be modeling no. him for pictures. Well, and then he would be screaming at the same time that. Yeah, Richard was was yelling. I right. just I, I thought you meant like would he come back? Like would there be like a? Oh, would there be a home like, and home? Oh, With St. John's, yeah, there would. I th-
3: yeah yeah, I, would. Think, yeah I, would. I think there. I I tend to think there would be. Yeah. That would just be. I don't know. That would be very odd for me. It would be a mending of the fences in a lot of ways,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and righting a wrong in a lot of ways.
2: Mm-hmm. But like, but you got you got,
3: you can't that, you got to win, and that's to me he's not won enough.
2: Yeah. So I mean, let's just let's just say he's he's in New Mexico for like five or six years. This year on, you're in the NCAA tournament. You have a couple of Sweet Sixteens. Then, and again, I hope Little's not in the, in the market right. for another coach in another five or six years. But then it's like okay, okay, like I get it now. Yep. With Mick Cronin. Again, all of these coaches are going to have their words. With Mick Cronin last last time around when it was when it, remember it was he and Payne. That was it. And it was Payne like 80% of the time. Cronin yes. Cronin had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of buzz. But I was like, man, I'm taking Payne over Cronin. Pfft. You know, I, he didn't do a whole lot of Cincinnati. Then he went to UCLA final 4 sweet 16 sweet sweet 16 okay now now I'm on board because you've shown me consistency right you've you've been able to do that I think getting to a final 4 for the next Louisville coach I would prefer that that might not be the case I mean with Muss he's been to an Elite 8 a couple of times but that's it that's it yeah. Tang Elite 8 that's it Beard all right now you're talking final 4 national mm-hmm. championship game but that's that's again where I am going with the next coach, I'm looking at NCAA tournament success because Mm -hmm. that's not to say, like Curry had said earlier, that's not to say that somebody at the lower level couldn't get that done. Because if you can coach, you can coach. Nate Oates is a a great example, what he did at Buffalo. Um, But now, like, we just have to have some sort of home run hire. That's been proven, preferably, and the, for me, at the power level, mm-hmm. power conference level, because like Grant and, and Richard Bettino, they've they've had good careers. I think they're good coaches, but at the power five level,
4: not great. They're
2: a little over five hundred.
4: Yeah, that's not the kind of hire you want. You need it's not going to be a grand slam hire, but you're going power six hire. You're going you got to go big. I mean, you're Louisville, and they're they're a top ten job. You should hire a coach that exemplifies that you're a top 10 job no yeah. doubt about it north carolina just tied clemson by the way about four minutes to go. shocker
2: <laughs> shocker um a lot of te- how are you able to get this so you got you've had to refresh the text line here lately oh okay
3: yeah i've All noticed
2: right. it uh you want to bang out some text
3: uh if wagner transfers to L and they get knocked does kenny payne get another year no
4: if The old saying, if my aunt had you-know-what, she'd be my uncle. I think <laughs> that applies here.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, texter says, I hope you're right and that this is over. Yeah. What is his buyout after March 31st? Six million. Yep. Is Taylor in Discord gang? No, but I would like to invite him if he would like to be. Okay. All right. What is it? It's the third banner. Ah. Discord. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Probably would never happen, but hypothetically would LSL consider Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look we at that. Texter, we, we did not We did not even read that text. Look at that. So first of all, we're on the same page. We're on the same page, Texter. Yep. So I would consider Richard Patino more if he had tournament success. Yes. And what is his Tennessee tournament record? Is it just one and two? one and one you would ask me after one I closed, and two i believe it is after i close okay. the laptop. don't don't worry about that yeah so um just before we close out uh that we're not gonna go you no know, knee deep into conference realignment because i was just
4: gonna say i can't believe we have an lsl without conference realignment what are we doing it, but it actually, feels weird but you know?
2: actually and zach you're getting on this too taylor um like this from the lsl account or re- re- retweeted it and i like it proposed trade the ACC gives the Big Twelve, Cal, Stanford, and SMU the three newest acquisitions in exchange for Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Look at this, and look how, and look how the map would be split. Yeah,
4: that makes all the sense in the world, which is why it would never happen.
2: Right. True, <laughs> exactly. True.
4: Like, oh, I would take that in a heartbeat. The ACC should absolutely have West Virginia and Cincinnati. Cincinnati gives you a presence in Ohio in the Midwest. West Virginia brings back their rivalries, and UCF gets you the state of Florida along with Florida State. I yep. mean, for the time being. Look, Does I mean, anybody you, in the UCF. ACC care about Stanford or Cal? Like, is that really going to do anything to help the ACC's profile, except academically? Yeah. No.
2: Yeah, I mean it'll give the ACC network a little more money because yeah. in other markets, but it's, it would do the same for Cincinnati and West Virginia. because they're not in those states,
4: and way more passionate fan bases. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I think Clubs. that would be.
2: So I think that would the be question, ideal, but the question now is, when the grant of rights are up in the Big Twelve, like we talked about this, I think last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. does the ACC, would the ACC have the juice to go on the offensive? And try to get those Big 12 schools before renegotiating with the conference. Well, I mean, if the projections are what they are, and the ACC is going to be flirting with around $60 million per team, mm-hmm. that's still better than the Big 12. Yep.
3: Does, or does the ACC stop it? UCF, yeah. West Virginia, and Cincinnati? Or because, do you keep pushing?
2: Well, I mean, I, I certainly think by 2029, 20, 2030, Florida State is not in the ACC. Right. I think the only question becomes... Are they the only deflection? Yes. If
3: they're if, if Florida State's the only deflection and everybody else stays pat, the ACC's a better landing spot than the Big 12. 100% agree. Yep. When it comes yep. time. Yeah.
2: And I think the then the question is, again, if Florida State wins their lawsuit, it will open the floodgates and the ACC yeah. is all but done. If Florida State loses their lawsuit and they still want to say we're going to raise the $572 million, and, you know, by God, we're getting out of there one way or the other. Right. Then I'm with you. You could still use that money to pay off Clemson, North Carolina, mm-hmm. to, appease them, <laughs> for, to appease them. Hush money. To appease them for a period of time. Stay with us. Let's try to renegotiate. Stay with us. Let's raid the Big 12. Yeah. That's what—literally. If that happens,
3: that's what you tell North Carolina, Miami, and Clemson. You say, listen, here's some extra money to hold you over. Stay with us for a couple more years. We're going to go raid the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go bring West Virginia in the fold. We're going to bring Cincinnati in the fold. We're going to bring UCF in the fold. And then we're going to go get whoever. Yeah. We're going to get Kansas. We're going to get TCU. We'll add that Dallas market back without SMU or, or with SMU.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think SMU, Taylor, of the three schools. They drive. have the best potential to bring oh, you a big payout. Yes. Yes. Especially in football. Um, I think Stanford has has the potential for basketball to be formidable. I I mean, Kansas Cal- and Oklahoma State. I
3: think that would be oh that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. You add them in for basketball, you add <sighs> them in well, you add Oklahoma State in as another football program mm-hmm.
2: with some teeth. I think that's yeah. Texter says South Carolina is 23, ranking the top 15 with a new coach. We should seriously give Lamont Paris a look. I'm with you if they go on a nice run in the tournament because this is just his second year. But again, that's the problem, too. Like, I really like Jerome Tang, but he's only been a head coach for two years. But if you have an Elite Eight and then you follow that up with an NCAA tournament appearance without the team's best player. Yep. That says something. That says a lot. To me, Uh you know, I'm I've been on I've been down for Tangang, Tangang. If it, if it comes down to Tangang or Must Bus, who are you rocking with? Uh, Tangang. Okay, I think so as well. I just like him. I do too. He's a likable guy. He's a likable guy. His teams his teams play hard. They're fun to watch. They've beaten their in-state rival, and he gets results. He's been able to recruit pretty good, and through the portal. And he understands yeah. rivalries. Yes. Like yeah. he gets it. Yeah. And that's what we need. Yeah. 72 70, Clemson with 222 left. Before we wrap things up, let's uh, get one last score update from uh-huh. Louisville's opponent on Saturday 76 46. The Yellow Jackets have cut it to 30. Hey, don't call it a comeback. I'm not ready to to project that as a a, a 100% win. I'm going on the record to say Louisville will beat Notre Dame 100%. I don't know yet about Georgia Tech, especially coming off a bad loss. They'll probably be a little bit more focused then. Thank you to everyone who called and texted in. Thanks to Curry for, for making his LSL debut and sharing a little bit of knowledge about the coaching search season. We appreciate that as well. If you missed any portion of the program, it'll be podcasted here shortly. We will send that out on the Twitter X at Elville sports without a no live. I'm Ethan. He's Taylor and for Zach. Thank you so much
0: for listening until next time. Go cards. Tired of jumping from job to job. How about a career in a recession proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment. The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC pest services will give you a chance to grow with advancement Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.